In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. And welcome to the PDKU podcast. Please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. Fresh. Tell you what, that right there made a whole lot of people fucking mad last night. Yeah, it, it made a lot of people happy too. Yeah, but it yeah. made a lot of people mad. Go ahead, Nate. The future. Nah, out. nah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely did. Um, you know, it was. That's the that's the latest and greatest news. You know, um, that's that's what happened yesterday. Trump came out and announced he's going to run for president. Twenty twenty four made it official. Uh, and and the media immediately went went to task. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more uh, in depth, but we got that. We're going to talk about FTX and what's been going on with all of that. Uh, something interesting I found out from Michael Savage's site uh, that ties into FTX and COVID, which was pretty interesting. Um, That's crazy. Dylan mentioned that corporatocracy is going to be something he's going to be bringing <laughs> up a lot. So that'll be the key word for the day. So when you hear it, we'll do a PB Herman type thing. Not really, but. Uh, and then anti-Semite, there's plenty to talk about uh, in reference to how anti-Semitism has somehow now become the new racism. Because when Trump was president, it was like everything was racist, 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 racist. And they tried to throw in a sprinkle of a little anti-Semitism, but he has grandkids and, you know, uh, son-in-law is Jewish. So I think his daughter might have even converted um, when she got, I don't know that for sure. So that's allegedly, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they tried to throw it on Trump, but that was kind of harder to stick. Um, but now it's like, you know, that's the new N word essentially is, you know, anti-Semitism and, you know, yeah, he's still dealing with it. Uh, Dave Chappelle. I don't think you really replaced the N word, but it's a good, it's a good, I know I what mean, you're for saying. Right like, now it is, you know, it's. They say that when comedians have to censor themselves, there is, um, stuff afoot, you know, mm-hmm. the comedians are supposed to keep us honest they're the people that are supposed to be able to come out and say the things that the rest of us you know might be thinking and so when you have dave Chappelle coming out and having to give a blanket statement even if it's in jest right you know i don't like it i don't think it's good for the uh no, i mean it makes for bad comedy but then it also like the if there's any platform in our country that should be able to practice free speech it's got to be comedy. I mean, if you can't make fun of something, then... And, and what you just said right now, the man's name you said, Dave Chappelle, um, I'm the oldest guy here, and I'm going to go out and say he's the GOAT. And I, I put that over Robin Williams, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Red Fox. I put him over all of them. And y'all may not like that. that that's my opinion. I, I have the right to it, and I've listened to every person I just said, too. So when you have the GOAT, the greatest of all time, but do stand-up comedy. And people will say, oh, you're going to put him over Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld had a TV show, but man, we can argue all day long. All right, so what we'll do is we're going to go more in-depth on that, too, when we get into the anti-Semite. So we'll have you there kind you of go. defend why you think he's the GOAT. And then uh, the last thing that kind of happened, ironically, on the same day uh, that Donald Trump was set to make a big announcement, right, quotes, because uh, nobody knew for sure what he was going to announce, but... Um, the the missile situation happened in Poland where uh, allegedly a missile uh, hit a couple of people in Poland and uh, it was a quote-unquote Russian-made missile. So, of course, the media immediately went to, uh, well, this has got to be Russia, attacked them, shot something over. They started throwing around uh, Article 4, Article 5 
uh, to NATO, which invokes some actions in different ways. Not only the media, but Zelensky himself was calling yeah. for oh, yeah. action before he knew anything mm. as the president of this um, Ukraine. Yeah, of yeah, Ukraine. But isn't, didn't it come out that it was a Ukrainian missile or something? Today it did, yeah. So yesterday, that's it was, oh, let's, you know, let's go attack Russia. Uh, and then now it came. It comes out, oh, actually, well, it was maybe like an anti-defense uh, missile that went awry, awry, and it was a uh, Ukrainian missile that actually uh, hit these people and killed them. So Boy, believe what you hear first, not what you believe last. Yeah, that's and, why in the military you do whatever you're told last. And this is a prime example of why we need a strong leader. And look, it ain't really got nothing to do with a strong leader. I don't know why I even said that because this ain't Joe Biden ain't doing nothing. You know what I mean? I guess what I mean though, ultimately, if I think if Donald Trump was in office or somebody of his likeness, we would not be fucking around with this Ukrainian shit right now because we would have already been able to negotiate something. It's already been reported in several different outlets that. Uh, uh, Boris Johnson delayed peace talks. Zelensky's been told to not want to negotiate because just like today, they asked to send another $40 billion to Ukraine. It's a fucking money laundering scheme. We've talked about it on here before. It can't be more obvious, man. Like, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, There's potential ties to the FTX uh, meltdown that has happened this past week that... Again, the mainstream media has played, you know, with kid gloves, with people that have donated large sums of money to their preferred political party. Um, And then the funneling of, you know, stolen customer funds back into the political campaigning. Um, It's... Yeah, and that's how I was going to segue back over into that, actually, was because there's been reports that... Some of the funding is basically it's been like uh, from the F. What's his name? Uh, Sam Bankman Freed. You'll SBF, hear his name. Right? SBF. SBF. You'll hear SBF. his name for years to come. Isn't he like a twenty-year-old kid or something? Twenty-nine-year-old billionaire. He was self-proclaimed. Well, proclaimed by. Well, I guess we could say he was self-proclaimed because if. Do you really? If you're faking numbers on a, you know, reserves sheet to misrepresent your assets to potential investors, you know, do you, are you really a billionaire? But Forbes and some of you... Is that common practice, though? That's kind of common practice. I remember WrestleMania. Remember they said Battle of Billionaires? Coming to find out Vince McMahon wasn't even a billionaire at the time. Oh, uh, yeah. And Trump was, but he wasn't. Trump took the Stoke Stoner, by the way. That was kind yeah, of... he did. <laughs> I told Dylan, I said, uh, this uh, SBF dude is like the fucking Anadalvi of cryptocurrency. Like, he's like, I don't know who that is. I was like, I'll watch that show. That fucking shit was pretty good. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, essentially, this was shit. She conned her way around and fucking... But this dude just did it on a larger scale, he for con- sure. He conned his way in an unregulated new market and stole consumer funds, funneled money through to Democrat candidates, being the second largest donor to uh, Joe Biden in the 2020 election behind George Soros. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You know, who was pushing the bills that were sending the billions of dollars to Ukraine? There are reports that the Ukraine um, leadership had been investing into FTX and this young billionaire uh, for their, you know, it's not uncommon that countries are trying to 
look into this new industry to make a splash. So I, I can't. This is all allegedly right. I'm they're still gonna, investigating. The, now, the donations, campaign donations, are not alleged. That is covered by the mainstream media today. But the rest of the story, I, I've in the last three days, it's developed from minimal coverage to they're reporting the billions of dollars that he basically stole from retail investors' pockets. Um, and I really need to di differentiate between the crypto industry and Bitcoin itself. Um, Bitcoin, in my opinion, is about self-custody and peer-to-peer -peer transactions. And what this man was doing was acting as an exchange, t telling people that he was getting certain coins that he himself was behind manufacturing. He was designating them to people for investor tokens in his company, manufacturing and then taking out loans against that. And so people's hard-earned money that were investing, trusting this man that he was had the money available that he said he had available, got fleeced for billions of dollars. This is going to be bigger than uh, Enron. This is going to be the biggest fraud in American history. That's a big statement, man. No, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, shit, you know, like we were talking about, he was up on the stage with Bill Clinton and Tony Blair. Like, I mean, they, they were... And that, that uh, ironically enough, should be a sign, I think, right? If if the establishment is pushing somebody hard like that, there's a reason, you know? And whether they were complicit in it, probably, or not, the, the genius of how they operate and all these fucked up stupid regulations and rules and kind of blankets that they put over, this is crazy, that they put in, the, in all industries allows for the ability to... Um, claim uh basically ignorance right like oh i was unknowing to this i had no idea um well he because of those donations that he had made willful ignorance that's what i was going for th this in my opinion is not willful ignorance this is blatant intentional theft uh, well, I mean, like the people involved, like the the Clinton and all these other celebrities. And oh, the people. Tom Brady and right, right. You know, like you know. the the Democrats involved. Like, well, hey, we he just was a businessman to us. We don't know. Oh, like, are they gonna pay back the money to the consumers that were robbed? <laughs> Fuck no, they're not. You know better than that. You know. Oh, he did funnel that money to our political campaigns. We sh we could make you all, maybe not whole, but. 50% of your funds that he misrepresented. Um, it, it's a big deal. You going to tell us who our special guest is today we got on the podcast? Yeah, man. Since uh, our cousin's out of town, we're dog-sitting him, so we got a hoist. Say so what's up, hoist. He's like, nah, he's too chill for that. Yeah, he is. I'll tell close. you what, you see somebody coming to that door, man. That's why they close the blinds. I was like, to close the blinds because he'd, he'd have been barking as soon as he saw somebody out there. Plus, he, he's older dog, but he looked like he'd rip all three of us apart if he needed to. Oh, yeah, he ain't a muscle, dude. He's a beast, yeah. Yeah, ain't number muscle. He's a chill-ass dog, though. Yeah, he's good. As soon as he smelled my chihuahuas, he wouldn't let me pet him, though. But after he smelled my chihuahuas, he waited a minute. And after I put my hand down, let him smell my hand, too, to show submissiveness. Then he didn't pull his head back the next time. And then once I pet him once, he was like, hold on, man. Rub my belly, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
He's chill, man. No, he's, he's playing good. with me, boy. He is. But to get back to where we're going, itinerary-wise, we was talking, just talking about CTX, and we went a little deep. But I think FTX. We went, FTX. FTX. That's what, what I said, hell? man. That's just what I said. What are you talking what about? What the hell? FTX. Sounds like... Fuck FTX. no, whatever. What, what the hell? What does X stand for? Fuck that. Exchange. Whoa. I don't know. What the yeah. hell? They're, see, they're trying to censor us already. Please don't kill us. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, ta- they're <laughs> hacking my phone, guys. They're hacking my phone. That's it, man. We're going to get doxxed. Oh, we got it right, y'all. Hit him with it. You know how many times I said voxed on live on air and live away from here talking about this? And I get corrected every time. It's not a nice correction. It's one of those malicious ones, like, it's doxing you, stupid, fat, piece of dumb shit. You know? Hey, I'll tell you if you ain't looked them up yet, Alex Stein, Primetime99, that dude, I just saw this. This guy goes to these city councils, and there's a new video he posted where he's got on, like, a uh, like a dog's mask, like a sexual dog's mask, <laughs> and it says he begs Plano City Council to let him groom kids in furry masks. <laughs> <laughs> That, that gets us back to our uh, topic from our last podcast about the tattooing of kids, like the statements uh, that are made yeah. in blatant like opposition to like make a point. Uh, this past week in New York, a 10-year-old's mother was arrested uh, for allowing her child to get a tattoo. So you heard it, you know. We didn't plan it, we promise. It just happened organically. Yeah, right. a 10-year-old getting a tattoo. Right. Now. That's how we do it. Do you disagree with the 10-year-old getting the tattoo? I personally disagree with the 10-year-old getting a tattoo. The same, But the point being that the... It's exactly the what we left, talked about. The left that supports the, like, disruption of natural human evolution with gender-affirming care is the same people that reported this 10-year-old that's mother allowed it to get a tattoo that is removable. You know, one is reversible, one is irreversible, but they care more about making sure the one that's reversible is punished while they're pushing this agenda of non-reversible, gender-affirming care. Wait, so you're telling me that a transgender woman who decides to have the surgery to become a transgender man cannot... Uh, explicit language, ejaculate, and have a have a child. I mean, I I'm not a scientist. I don't know if that's the case or not. If so, then I mean, with that, what did you but say? But if he are they able to like if if a transgender woman has the procedure and she has her parts done and she becomes where she has a penis and everything else, is she able to impregnate another woman? No, no. They're not able to give well, her. Of course not. And they balls don't. And all that? No. Not yet. No. They might be able to transplant that, some sperm I, I, I into the ball. Give them some time. No, what 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 is what is closer to happening though is that them being able to basically grow babies in incubators with DNA is what has that scientists have been working on. But they're already using sperm and eggs, which is one step away from DNA in mind. But I'm so talking about it grow. I'm stuff. talking about it growing inside of a device that doesn't have to involve a human. And I was not even trying to get That's so far some sky into tech that shit from fucking Terminator. Dude. Huh. I I was just getting it like children and the discussion of right, right. hormone blockers. I know, we and, just jumped off on the I know we so. got on. No, the, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good example because we did. We talked about that. the The concept of giving a tattoo because it's a permanent thing, but even still, 
even in its permanent state, it doesn't physically change the kid's body. And there was something that uh, I saw Owen Schroyer like say. depends on what tattoo it is. If it looks good or not on a 10-year-old. If a 10-year-old looks stupid with the tattoo, <laughs> then fuck that. Yeah, the mom should went to jail. Um, but if it's a badass tattoo for a 10-year-old and they're happy with it, fuck them. Let them live. No Who way. Cares? I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, think it was, I think the name of the person is Zuby that Owen Schroyer quoted on Twitter that said that our society, for some reason, has this weird push to make kids into adults and adults into kids and if you think about it it's like yeah there's, it's kind of weird right because you know you got this this you're young even though you're old you know what i mean this kind of idea is you're an adult video games and you're you know all this young kind of stuff um to you know keep us allegedly young and fresh and then kids you know it's like let's rush to get them into these adult situations you know with sex and um, just the development of that, that's a primal adult action. The workforce in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Grooming children to be fantastic basketball, pianists, violinists, like this desire to push them into a career of, like, a career that you don't even want to go take. It's just the reward at the end of the rainbow for having the potential to outpace the, uh, constant inflation that occurs maybe you could want your kid to be the next crypto billionaire or is it is it the is it sbf that is the the son of the scc person or is the no, dog his he, girlfriend he, his second in command there are a lot of accusations being thrown around about how much like they lived in a house together in the bahamas like his entire team yeah, like they were all in a sexual relationship, right? Like a That's big group of them, allegedly. Allegedly. I'm not going to... I don't know anything about that. All I know is that that dude stole a bunch of money and their business practices were way too risky. Right. But no riskier than the bank's fractional reserve policy. But that is something that's been thrown around the internet, right? I thought I heard that it somewhere. Is that there's like a group the of them, a large group of them? If that's true, man, that's like Nexium shit. You know what I'm saying? Because Nexium kind of. people still talk about that to this day. And that was up in Canada a few years back. I mean, you could go to HBO, Hulu, any of those, any streaming channel, you'll find something about the Nexium cult. And here's what you're also finding out it's is that shows on HBO right when now, it comes right? to the establishment and for people, uh, I'll use the analogy from 2012, the movie. I don't know if that's a popular enough movie that people will get it. But ultimately in the movie, you know, the whole goal here is that uh, John Cusack knows that there's somewhere that you can go to for a refuge from disasters. And so he's trying to get there. Um, and also what it comes down to is there's like three or four huge, like fucking submarine ships that are supposed to hold so many thousands of people. If you got the ticket, right? You got to have the ticket to get onto it. Um, so he's trying to get him and his family there. And, you know, if you ain't got the ticket, you ain't getting on. Well, with these people that think, well, let me cozy up with them. So I can try to get a ticket so I can be a part of these elite people. You know, he was a superstar for whatever up and coming. And then as soon as, you know, and whether again, this was all on him and he was fraudulent and then brought it out. Because some people are saying he's playing dumb like he doesn't even understand really what's happening. He is. Which is is ironic. Um, but. Right. To play the smart investor and then, right, to and then play like, the huh? dumb. What? I'm, co- I'm scamming people all along? You mean? What? Yeah. Like, you know, so either he's diabolical 
Or if he's got somebody controlling him. Like the corporatocracy, possibly. Right, right. They could have maybe, you know, similar with... What did you just say? Maybe similar like with Zuckerberg, right? You know, he kind of just came out of nowhere. He quote-unquote designed it. He can be the face of it, you know. But maybe secretly he's a well-groomed CIA fucking, you know, uh, CIA agent that's, you know, just out there to monitor this huge CIA operation that... You know, either he made, I they think bought. I would meta because just think of, I mean, they, they know everything. <clears throat> if you've ever sold anything on Facebook Marketplace and you have a Facebook account, think and about it, everything they know about you. And it doesn't even really matter if they are directly tied to the government or not because they now openly admit that they do communicate, work with, and and operate with and coordinate with the government. Well, Sam Bankman Freed, because of his political donations, was being brought in to establish a lot of the precedents that were going to be pushed forward I heard politically that, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as crypto regulation. And, you know, some in the Bitcoin maximalist community feel as though this happening, however horrible for the individual investor that it was, that it's a good thing that this has exposed the fraud because he was going to contribute to the corporatocracy and their objective for uh, regulation moving forward. There will still need to be regulation moving forward on these exchanges. So then the conspiracy theory is this. SBF potentially was, you know, whether he was a, a mole all along, he was just a patsy, he was just there to help generate money for the Democratic Party and the establishment, and ultimately was going to be used as this poster boy for crypto, blah, blah, blah. He was real cool, great. However, as you just mentioned, I've heard about this, that he was trying to push a lot of legislation to do certain regulations, which I would anticipate most people probably wouldn't have been a fan of, at least what he was pushing. So then could it be, like you said, somebody's like, all right, well, look, this motherfucker's about to try to put some regulations on there that are going to be bad for us. So somebody did a deep dive, found out, hey, this dude's scammy, and then they started releasing it. How did they find out, like, I guess, ultimately? what the, There's speculation that um, Binance, that was the number one in the market, that you got Binance and you had FTX, or the two biggest exchanges, which, again, disclaimer, if you have Bitcoin, you should not be leaving it on exchanges. They are practicing fractional reserve um, banking is what uh, yeah. fractional reserve banking is the term. But it's, it's exactly what they're doing with these. Every coin other than Bitcoin, Bitcoin is like a stock in a company. I guess what I'm getting at is that you really need a you need to have your own um, self custody device self custody device to store your Bitcoin on to make sure that you actually possess it. These all of these exchanges are not holding all of our money on their exchange. They are trading it. Trying to make a dollar off of it. Which is what all banks do. Which is what all banks do. Yeah, so I mean, it's not like it's anything new. No, but we do have new technology that is Bitcoin that is not a corporation. You're not buying... It's a corporation that's being ran by individuals. Peer-to-peer checked software that is 
you know, designed with the intention to have secure transactions so, without a volume that is uh, constantly being inflated by the Federal Reserve and the corporatocracy printing off more money to send more dollar bills to a foreign country to then funnel them back into the people that were sending them out of taxpayer dollars. Well, those so, dollars that we're sending, what are, they're not based on a gold standard. They're just empty fucking, it's just paper. No, the only thing that them printing more of it off does is it devalues the dollar bills that are sitting in your bank account. Facts. So what? So how how does the dollar bill tie into Bitcoin and affect it? The dollar bill doesn't affect Bitcoin. So dollar bill being doing good or bad, uh, either way, the, doesn't. The worst a dollar as Bitcoin gets stronger and the dollar bill gets weaker. The exchange for dollar bills to Bitcoin is going to increase, but you're not going to want dollar bills because they're going to give you a CBDC, a central bank digital currency that the same right. people that have been doing all the stuff previously are going to be in control of. Right. Yeah, it's even worse than the dollar in that regard. Yeah, because the, you have to think Bitcoin isn't just dealing with the dollar. They're dealing with all the exchanches, whatever Zimbabwe's money is. That the, you can do right. that with Bitcoin. Right. It right. has all these different the yen. The, we, I mean, we could go on the British pound. There is an that. exchange rate for a single Satoshi, which is the smallest value of a total Bitcoin. So it'd be a penny to the to our American currency system. Yeah, one hundred that million or one hundred million Satoshis equals one full Bitcoin. And is that no matter what the Cost of the Whatever the exchange is. rate is at oh, that okay. point in time. So, so as the exchange rate changes... So it has to be broken down changes, to a million. So say like when it was $16,000 compared to when it was $4,000, then a Satoshi is going to be worth less or more whatever your currency yeah. is. Yeah, but right. as long as we're all working on Bitcoin, you know, if I'm purchasing my items that I'm selling in Bitcoin, your profits are still the same, whether it's in dollar bills or Bitcoin. But in Bitcoin, you're not having inflation occur. Because it's twenty one million, and that's it. Because there'll never be another. What there's a set, even though it's a oh, hundred years from now, there'll never be more Bitcoin. It isn't like they could just print off dollars like they're doing now, since we're not in the gold standard. For people who don't know that, we're not in the gold standard. Ended in nineteen seventy one, the same year that Charles Schwab founded the World Economic Forum. That is a corporatocracy of all the political leaders in the world and the biggest businessmen from the biggest companies in the world trying to come together, not in a conspiracy type forum, but more so just for your, your, your common good, the everyday human's good. They really care about you. Sidebar right now, 27 minutes in. This is to everybody out here listening. For the next 33 minutes, you're going to take a drink of whatever alcohol you want to drink. Every time you heard Dylan say <laughs> corporatocracy, because that is the word for the night for Dylan. All right, so we got 32, 30, yeah, about 32 minutes left. I'm gonna see how many shots you're gonna take. I'll pace them for you all so y'all don't get too blackout drunk because what we're talking about some yeah, more. We know what that's like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys I podcast. know what that's like for sure. You just got lucky because my phone died and we lost all that. Well, and, and part of, um, well, I guess we ultimately what led us all the way to Bitcoin was we were talking about, you know, the FTX and all of the things that go along with that and differentiating 
Bitcoin from crypto because yeah. it, it a lot of times will get lumped in together because they're all kind of based off of the similar principle, kind of. Yeah, the principle's there, but then once you get down to the nuances so to it, it's FTX not. FTX is probably to, definitely to, put a put a bad light on Bitcoin, whether Bitcoin likes it or not. Well, it didn't have know. to, but the mainstream media made sure to do that. Which the everyday individual is smart enough to recognize the difference. You have. This is the easiest way to differentiate is crypto is about centralized companies giving you tokens for ownership stake in their company. Whereas Bitcoin is a decentralized peer-to-peer transaction network. And for you old heads, think Napster peer-to-peer. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? When Napster was free, boy, it was uh, great. Yeah, you get the newest movie, the newest anything. And pe- people were like, you piece of shit. That- Metallica hated you guys. You know, fuck Metallica. You know what? And Napster was good. I'm sorry. It was piracy. Yeah, and it was bad on that part. But at the same time, that's where the fir- I ever heard peer-to-peer ever first time in my whole life was about Napster. So think about how Napster was, but... Think about it being legit and correct instead. Imagine if you could, back in the day, instead of paying eight fifty to go to the movie theater, you could just download that movie off Napster for six dollars in Bitcoin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could just download it for that for whatever. You could the, buy. You yeah. could buy the album in Satoshi's and give the money directly to the artist Boom. instead of going through the corporatocracy that Kanye West is currently Check getting ate up about. Yep. Um, so it, you know. It is peer-to-peer. Ideally, you know, we're not having this siphoning off of our our life energy, our work that we put into things to acquire our currency. You know, that's why inflation hurts so bad. It's like I worked this hard on this day to acquire this amount of uh, purchasing power, and then you're siphoning off my purchasing power just by printing more money into oblivion to send to Ukraine that's then getting invested into a a bogus cryptocurrency and then getting uh, donated to political candidates. I mean... It sounds like they was robbing Peter to pay Paul for all you old heads that understand what that means. That's for the people who, like, when they get paid, they pay their, <laughs> they pay their uh, monthly credit card bill and they wait like a week and they charge that shit right back up. Because they, they they use that as like a, a, a check advance. That's if you go one step lower than that when you're you know on the on the poverty scale where you're like all right man I got two check advances out I got one I get paid next week and a week after I got paid on them and you borrow more money and it's just like a, a, a it's it's and while you're borrowing that, that money Bitcoin it's getting Ponzi less valuable scheme. yeah and people are scared that the the Bitcoin's a Ponzi scheme and older heads are like man is it just they don't understand that a Satoshi is basically just uh, another form of there's only gonna be an infinite amount of them. And it's just like another form of currency, just like a dollar, a yen, or whatever. But it's traded differently. You can keep it yourself, just like the safety. The um, let's go ahead and use. You know what I'm talking about custody device. Oh, Those things, the, yeah, device. the self custody device. That's just like having a fucking wallet or a safety deposit box to put your stuff in. Even though you may not trust that bank for, uh, you know, it's only FDIC for $100,000, but say you have something worth $75,000, you don't want to keep it at your house because, man, you know, you don't know. People kick your door in for five Gs, you know what I mean? And that is going to be one of the bigger things in the industry. I actually just before our podcast tweeted to a former, um, well, he ran for senator of Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. Bruce Fenton. 
and he was bringing up that question of the safety of the self-custody device is something that is a genuine concern for anybody that is self-custodying their own Bitcoin. You know, you like you said, you don't know if somebody's going to kick your door in and find your passwords and steal your self-custody device, you know. So it might not even be a great idea for me to be out here talking to y'all about the fact that I might even have a self-custody device, you yeah, know. Because, well, people, yeah, I think that most people that listen to this podcast are going to be like, I'm going to go kick Dylan's door in because he may have a couple K. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? They're more worried about, no offense, I think they're more worried about the people that would do that kind of thing is like, hey, we are for a fact this dude's got half a mil on a self-custody device. Don't think I'm not worried yeah. about for me. I'm saying for anybody that yeah. is wanting to get into this because, I, you know, I want to tell people the safest way to store their money for their best interest. So you're saying it's not good to keep it on like a zip drive, a Batman zip drive, like a Big Bang Theory they did with their, their Bitcoin? Is that <laughs> how they lost their Bitcoin? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they hadn't touched it in so long and when they first bought it, like... That was, it was a pretty funny story, though. Uh, a lot of people hate Big Bang Theory, but I thought that I that think Big Bang great. Theory was a great show. I enjoyed That's it. That's pretty funny. But yeah. no, that, that is a concern. The safety of your self-custody. And that's maybe why people decided to leave their stuff on exchanges, you know, somewhere else. But there are ways to create multiple signatures to get into a device. You know, you and your wife both have the ability to get it if you want to get in there. And then if you lose your signature, she can still use her signature to get the funds out. You know, there are lots of ways to try and safeguard, but it's like with anything else. I could have the most secure Fort Knox, you know, set up at my house and that doesn't guarantee me anything. Like I can only be so secure. Exactly. Um, when we were talking about FTX, I hate to jump around so much. But you had something that you was going to tell us about a tie to possibly. Uh, oh, yeah, with COVID. Uh, so yeah, it looks we, like. We kind of skipped over that. No, no, you're good. Uh, it looks like that. Uh, and Not it's, to backtrack. But. No, no, it was uh, a group called Together uh, that uh, was bankrolled by uh, by Bankman Freed. Fried, what's his? Freed? Fried? Freed, I think. Um Basically, he funded this group called Together. Uh, they were set to investigate medications uh, that it could be like a low-cost COVID remedies. And they specifically uh, targeted ivermectin and, you know, came to the conclusion that it had no benefit at all. Uh, but then when there was pushback against it, you know, essentially there was really no, um, uh, there was no justification on their side as to why uh says that the uh, ivermectin studies that they posted, this together group, were posted in the New York Times and quoted throughout TV. So I guess ultimately what I thought was interesting about this is that it seems like this is essentially just a, uh, it's a junk group that was just funded to post disinformation uh, to say ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and some of these other drugs uh, were essentially no good to help, you know, Pfizer and uh, the establishment push a narrative that you got to get that vaccine. So it's just interesting to see how even that dude tied into uh, COVID. Uh, Donald Trump last night with his uh, announcement also announced that if he's elected president, <clears throat> he is going to reinstate all the previous military that had been banned for not taking this experimental vaccine that the corporatocracy had 
continually pushed. It seems like from what you're saying, you know, administered false research in order to, you know, get to a desired result. This is a question I want to pose to everyone listening real quick. Um, it's just an opinion question. Do you think that more people have died from the COVID vaccine or from the COVID disease? Because there's statistics out that are actually, I don't, I don't know where you would go to find legit statistics. So maybe some of y'all do. And you're a little bit sharper knife in the drawer than, than the old man over here. But uh, let me know because either way, no matter what, even if it's COVID is just a, 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 just like the flu or something that happened. It wasn't released from a lab. It wasn't released on the population. Even if all that, okay? I'm not going to get into the disputes of that bullshit. I'm just going to say everybody knows there's morbidities. With that. I mean, there's different fucking ailments when it go along with it that definitely helped out when it comes to COVID. But I do know for a fact that I would say, lots of people are saying it's not over a million, you know, but other people are saying it's well over a million Americans died from COVID. But every time I turn around, I'm seeing someone died and there's all kinds of people pointing the finger saying, yes, this is from the vaccine. Young people, very people, healthy people, sick people, you know, and this They is- came out with the term called sudden adult death syndrome they started to normalize <laughs> is that like sudden combustion like adult was that one spot uh, spontaneous uh, combustion they 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 had turn, a, turn on fire they've had fire. campaigns across the nation of it's normal for kids to have heart attacks they're not doing this on accident it's it's a programming they know what they have given us they know what's out there and what they've put in there and how it's going to affect people in certain ways and the genius in the sin- the most sinister part of it from people that I've listened to talk about it that you know get canceled not allowed to talk about it outside of you know internet news is that it targets people's weaknesses essentially it it destroys your immune system and it will target ailments that you already have so it's the ultimate fucking slow kill and in some instances it's not you know with these kids who get this myocarditis or these young men mainly they get the myocarditis or the pericarditis you know the the way the heart gets scarred and the way it affects their heart it makes it hard to breathe to where the point where you know you ultimately can die nbc news yesterday um came out with their announcement that there was going to be uh review over the adverse effects directly related. So for the last two years, anybody that brought this up as a potential issue has been shouted down, banned off of social media, called a conspiracy theorist, and- Labeled with those quotation marks, anti-vaxxer. Anti-vaxxer. And the people that were pointing that hatred towards the population that was questioning the corporatocracy they are not they are now coming out and saying well hey yeah we do need to look into this it never should have been a mandate if you wanted to get an experimental vaccine then by all means you have that right but any attempt at mandating the vaccine was beyond abuse of power and you know like you said, you, 
and like we got into with FTX, it gets into a conversation of how intentional were these actions by these players in this situation. Right. Is it possible that the the country with the best of the best, the best scientists, the best technology, the most funded everything China? could have got it even China, China or America, all of us combined could have gotten it so wrong. We have we're so clueless about how diseases and viruses and things work that we were just knocked on our asses by this weird thing called COVID that looks a lot like a fucking real bad flu, maybe even worse, a, a flu with pneumonia. You know, like we we just don't understand it. Like really, that's another thing that if you really think about it in the simplest terms, we can predict that the world will end because of climate change in seventeen years because of of uh, carbon emissions but we can't figure out covid something that we've been working on and studying in labs for decades but we couldn't figure it out they could be that stupid or 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 just you know they made some mistakes or was it all a big fucking scam was it all a part of the whole great reset concept right that klaus schwab spoke about so brilliantly you know this idea uh, being able to just reset the whole board, right? Flip the whole fucking board up and say, all right, we're shutting it down. We've run this concept, this model into the ground. Now we need to change it up a little bit. Give us more control. Let us dictate things, and then we'll go from there. So, you know, Donald J. Trump takes a lot of credit for rolling out these vaccines in the manner that they were rolled out in. So, right. you know, to what degree does he get held um, accountable or and how it'll be important with these elections that are coming up in the next two years uh, how accountable he is willing to be for these actions well he sit there and said and we're gonna this is gonna go to uh, to a, a quick segue when it comes to who I think is the go we talked a lot earlier Dave Chappelle but uh, the reason why you did you made a great point right now Donald Trump wrote out the vaccines but Let's play what, what he had to say. Do we have that queued up where we could play what he's... T- oh, we, we have his opening speech about yay, don't we? Uh, yeah. That's fine. But he also... Go listen to that. His Saturday Night Live monologue, which he... From rumored, he you know, you're supposed to practice your monologue and they get, they kind of overhear you a little bit of SNL just because of how long SNL's been on the air. And they've had many, many crazy things where people are banned from SNL for what they've said because it's live on Saturday night. It's... It's, it's a staple of American television. Anyway, Dave Chappelle, who I consider was the GOAT, he was on there this past Saturday. And um, his monologue was started. His opening monologue was, what, 14-something minutes, 15 minutes almost? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to play right here what he talked about at the beginning just for shits and giggles. But also, I want to get to also a little what he said about Donald Trump and why I, you know. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, but before I start tonight, I just wanted to read a brief statement that I prepared. <laughs> I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. <laughs> and I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye, is how you buy yourself some time. <laughs> that, the reason he's the GOAT is because the fact that so many people misconstrue what he's saying as they don't get the broader scope, the broader picture, and they don't understand that comedy should still be one of those mediums where you could still say whatever you want to say. And it's not. It's not. People are like, oh, 
And he made that comment in the closer where people, which I think, you know, he should have got something for besides that. I don't know, you know, what the, what, what he could have got an award or whatever. But still, the fact that he made the comment where he was like, I didn't like the fact that even though this lady was my friend, we was friends of yours, she was like, I just wish you would stop punching down on my people. And there, he was talking about, you know, a certain community. And then he looked at her and he's like, where I am and who I am, it's impossible for me to punch down on anyone. And he wasn't trying to, people get that in, in so many different terms, so many different interpretations, but if you truly understand what he was saying there, is that you're a community too, but whenever one community puts themselves above another community and says, we're better than you, we're, you know, and we're going to oppress you and and yeah, that, that, that's happened with all kinds of different things throughout American history. So <laughs> he's the GOAT, but his, uh, I wanted to go back to the part of Magazosi. It's supposed to be 2024, but it's terrible. Oh, I, fuck, I fucked that up bad. <laughs> he was sitting there doing it for free here while I'm talking. No, just, go ahead. But so he, after he led with that opening monologue, he gets into some jokes about Donald Trump and... Uh, and this was Saturday. So Donald Trump hadn't even announced that he was going to be running for president yet. I wanted to put that out there. That's true. Um, and so he comes out and he says, basically trying to sum up the love that Donald Trump feels is that uh, during the first debate they had in 2016, Donald Trump basically came outside of the the house that would be the corporatocracy and said that all of the stuff that we are doing in there that you think that we've been doing in here, we have been doing in here. It's all rigged. He basically broke the fourth wall. I mean, yeah, he, he, he came out. Know. And then they were like, he's and Barack Obama's response was, so, sir, what proof do you have? And he's like, I do it too. Yeah, I've been there. I've been, I'm doing you know. it right now. This is part of the game. And then... Then, after he got done with the speech, he went back in the house and started playing the game again. And people that don't understand that or don't respect that obviously don't understand that there's lots of things in life that work a certain way, you know. And if you're not, don't have blinders on, then you can see certain things, you know. And there's going to be difference of opinions. We get that. You're going to think differently. You're not going to agree with some things that are said. But... There's a really big difference in your opinion and the fact. And there's a really big difference sometimes in my opinion and the fact. You know what I'm saying? It, but lots of times, what we're talking about on here are factual. It's not saying that everything we say is factual because you hear us say the words alleged or this is a rumor or whatever. But we throw it out there so that you're informed that this is something that's out there right now in the public ear. We've heard... And it's not rumor mongering or, or like some people might try to say, we're trying to get you to make your best decision. Not what Dylan thinks, not what I think, not what Future thinks, but what you think after listening to us, finding whatever medium you watch. Elon Musk hasn't paid me a dollar in my life yet, but since he's taken over Twitter, the algorithm being set free, I really feel as though this FTX stuff got leaked by people having conversations on Twitter. People on Twitter were, you know, posting blogs about what was happening live two, three, four days before you get it to CNBC or Fox. And, you know, 
even more days reporting details that have been verified, which I wouldn't say that we verify everything, but I think that having a public space where exchange of ideas is possible is a great thing for the flourishing of humanity as a whole. You've got to be able to question things. You have to. That's a that's a genuine staple of our country. And when you see anybody who is telling you you shouldn't be questioning it, that's an enemy. And it sounds kind of extreme, but I mean, it's really not. Like we got to. Is I don't know. It might have actually been this guy. Actually, why do you have to question everything? Okay. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying if somebody says that to you, why do you have to question everything? Your answer is. Well, I mean, why not? I mean, Don't you, you want the truth, right? I mean, yeah. if if something is the truth, and you want to know more about the truth, well, aren't you going to ask questions about that? Okay, you want you facts know what, to back up the truth, right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, and even if it's not to investigate, it's just to learn. You're going to ask questions to get more information. Oh, well, if you won this way, how did you win the battle that way? What happened? What yeah. you know? Give me detail. Oh, tell me about what happened. Oh, you guys were able to convince the the public that this is what we needed. Y'all passed this bill. How? What did you do? You know, tell me. You know what? What about it is good? Um, but if anybody's telling you that you can't question it. Then They're we need to understand. Speech. I, I lost my train of thought, but my point was what this guy was saying that was on here a second ago is that when people think about war, they think about bullets and tanks and planes. We're living. We're living in a, a a war right now of information. That's why Alex Jones is genius for coming up with Infowars twenty some odd years ago because that's exactly where we're at. Because if people were to come in here with guns. The people, the large number of people who own guns in our country would come together and we would fight to the death. And that's a lot of death. Either way, whether we win or lose, a lot of death. And the the establishment people, the Klaus Schwab's and the Bill Gates, the George Soros's, the fucking SBF's. Uh, the Mark Zuckerberg's, they know this, right? And they Even don't. Bezos out. And Bezos, they don't, and they don't want to necessarily. Hey, I love Amazon, though. They don't want to completely destroy the infrastructure that has been built, right? But they want to, they want to destroy it. Would so, you throw Elon Musk's name in there? I'm back and forth on Musk, man. I think he's, I think he's good, but question them all. It, right, it's he, there's some weird like the still to me, man. The the neural link is odd. I get the concept. And I understand that, hey, we want to advance humanity, but it's still odd to me. Uh, but I'm just going to say real quick that, Elon Musk, if I ever meet you, I'm going to punch you right in your fucking mouth. You know why? I bet you don't. I bet I do. I bet you I don't. Probably would, I promise I'll punch him right in his face. I, you know why? We got this on record. Right. I, I got five I know, grand I know, on it. I know that I'm going to get mobbed on by security. If I get close enough, I can steal you in the mouth. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you why. Because since you took over Twitter, my motherfucking phone... I, I can't silence the PDK pay, PDKU podcast fucking host only fucking text group that we have. Okay, it went from like nothingness, you know, a few here and there, to you took over Twitter and now fucking Dylan all day long. Ba ding, ba ding, ba ding, ba ding, ba ding. That's my phone. If I don't check it, it goes off again. And I'm happy because. I try to look at every article I can. I'm busy lots of times. I know I know Future's busy. I know you're busy. But he's been the leading. He took Future's spot. He's like, get out of the way, bitch. Move. I'm taking this over. And he's been dropping Twitter bombs right and left. So, Elon, I owe you a right. <laughs> and not a left. Because the left, I hit. It's a little bit like a girl. But the right, 
It's going to sting your ass, you Android-looking motherfucker. But I'm telling you, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just, that's a joke. But I'm, that, I'm serious, man. Look, Ever now since he's going to throttle our PDKU Twitter. We just got in Twitter jail under Elon. Like, I'm not trying to test the dude. God bless. Fuck, we're gonna put, I'm throwing this up. We're going to throw this on Twitter, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, worst thing he can do is say, okay, uh, uh, well, you won't hit me in the face, you piece of shit. Yeah, right. But... But the point is that these rich people that run shit, they want to suppress the ability to question for a reason. George and they Carl don't want to talk about they, that. Yeah, they can't come in with weapons, so they have to come in with information. So therefore, and again, this goes back to my whole thing on the bigger picture, perception is it. That's what they're fighting for. They're fighting for that ability to control your perception so they can then manipulate you. So they can give you their CBDCs and control your All money it. and it, force whatever you to get the whatever vaccine insert they want narrative you to get. here, right? Just like with Ye comes out and talking about it. We need, we're, we'll get this in the last couple of minutes before we end it out. Uh, he was doing a rant. He was in a car talking and he was like, Look, man, he's like, they sacrificed my mom. Mm-hmm. Mike, he said, Jordan had to sacrifice his dad. He said, Cosby had to sacrifice his son. He was like, man, he's like, they, you know, Dr. Dre had to sacrifice his son. He was like, you know, they, they try to keep you in check. He was like, they don't mess around. You know, he was like, I, I definitely think that they killed my mom, you know. So he's, you know, he's coming out and doubling down, you know, saying, look, I think that they control people by, you know, hitting them with these sacrifices. And there have been conspiracy theories that there's like, uh, I think when I saw it, it was like the $25 million club or something. Like, if you want to become so rich, you got to ultimately sacrifice a family member. Then you start to look at the celebrities who are pretty big, who have lost Bruno Mars, Jennifer Hudson, the ones I've already named. Um, I mean, there's there's plenty of of big name people who have lost people next to them, uh, and it's like, is it a coincidence? Is it a sacrifice? Some people say Kobe was a sacrifice for LeBron. I got it. You ever heard that? I got it. Yeah. Gotta, some gotta, people say that LeBron's they sacrificed Kobe for LeBron. I'm not gonna disagree with, but one thing you said, you said, is that a coincidence? There's no such thing as coincidence. You coincidence right. cannot be proved. I'm sorry. You cannot prove to me that there's a coincidence. You know why? Because a coincidence is the opposite of proof. It's saying, huh, that's kind of peculiar. It's just a different way of saying that. You know? It's saying, oh, that's a coincidence. Okay, so that means what those two events happened at one time, that makes it unbelievable. Coincidence is, have you ever seen the video? It, it's And it's not in America, I don't believe. Uh, of two people walking down the street. It was a viral video several years ago. They're walking down the street, and then out of the distance comes a fucking tire screaming behind them, bouncing. It it had shot off of a semi or something, and it's bouncing, bouncing. It fucking smacks dude right in the head. Like I mean, it knocks him out. You know, it doesn't kill him, but you know, it's a coincidence that he was standing right there at that moment, walking. He wasn't even standing. He was walking, and it fucking bounced. And hit him perfectly in the head. How's that a coincidence? He's walking and the tire hit him in the head. Coincidental it doesn't have anything to do with it. The the physics of Earth were so that he was walking in the space where a tire was it you know, shot off a vehicle at a certain speed and velocity, like so I see what B is getting at with there right. is no. It's a broad term. It's a broad. It's a broad no, I, I, yeah. I get the gist of it. I mean, I, yeah. I understand. That's and, the only thing I'm going to say about that. But also think about this though. Everybody here's lost somebody close to him too. And ain't nobody here worth 25 million. I promise you that. Sure. None of us. We hope to be one day. 
You know, but I said, damn, which one? Yeah, I got sacrificed. That's an easy choice. So <laughs> if <laughs> nah, <I'm just> saying, <laughs> goes, how about if like my my sister has a baby by some dude and his cousin is that close enough? <laughs> he goes because I cut him right now. <laughs> but you know, it's, again, speaking going back to sacrifices and you know with with the topics of the anti-Semitic stuff, Kyrie, you know, st- he's kind of getting a little bit more support. LeBron, ironically, uh, said that he thinks the punishment is too enough or is too much. He probably needs to go ahead and get back out there. It was uh, kind of like a milk bone, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Actually, I guess he's the vice president of the NBA's Players Association. Yeah. He uh, he's he's been saying, "Look, it's time. You know, if if the Nets don't you know get him back on the court, then we're gonna we might have to start doing some stuff." So I'm kind of glad that he's been. And Kevin Durant, I, I don't know if this is true or not because there's I get a lot of little weird shit on Facebook from looking at NBA news stuff that said he requested a trade. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I did see where he was complaining about the lineup. He's like, look who we got out here, man. He's like, you think we're supposed to be winning games? And here's what's ironic about Kyrie, right? He obviously doesn't have a choice right now because he's suspended, but I saw somebody compare him to Colin Kaepernick um and it's like well there's no comparison because the difference is that every nba team would take kyrie irvin right now outside of this skills wise everybody would take him because he's a fucking phenomenal basketball player he's an nba champion you just say because colin kaepernick was not he was not he was not i mean he was at one time but he was not that good and nobody would take him otherwise so the difference is that but then also the difference is is that Kawhi is standing up for something he believes in. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Kyrie. Is, uh, he's standing up for something that he believes in that goes against the narrative. Goes against, he's taking a risk. Are you saying uh, that there's a controlled narrative put out there for us to believe I in? I mean, LeBron James question? coming out and throwing up a fist and wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt and saying he supports it, there's no risk. Because he knows... His the group of people he's targeting with his number with what he's saying he knows they're going to support that at least in a very high percentage so there's no risk there uh, that's why I don't like him because he got on somebody else who risked making a statement saying hey look I'm standing with the Hong Kong protesters and he comes out and says his shit so it, it's it's uh, you know I mean Ye's not backing down Dave Chappelle obviously has a way to maneuver these situations like a fucking master. Uh, you know, he's the goat. which which does. I mean, you know, in in what's masterful about Dave Chappelle and the reason why they're scared of him, and you hear a lot of people say this, is laughter is uncontrollable, um, and you can't you know you can't stop yourself from laughing if somebody says something funny or you see something funny that you that gets you. You you just can't. And when you can make people laugh about the topics that are they're trying to force down your throat, it automatically minimizes them. And it it makes takes other away people, from smart him. people question them also. Yeah, because especially they, the way he does it. Exactly, and that's why comedians, like you pointed out, I don't know if we were on on mic or not when you said it, but when comedians have to start censoring themselves or second guessing what they can say, then that's a problem for society. And that sounds weird because it's like it's just comedy. It's like, but it's not though. No. It's a it's a standard that. I should be able to make jokes about rape or abortion. And it's like, what the fuck? But it's like, that's that's how it operates, though. That's that's what we it's look at. It's called blue. It's been yeah. around since before any of this stuff. And it goes beyond just the being able bars. to talk about eccentric, crazy things like that. Because one of the geniuses of Chappelle and George Carlin is that they talk about political and societal topics 
that will then get people to question it and think about it and be like, eh, I'm not so sure about uh, this. You got to give them everything, though. They talk about everything. Well, well but that's but everything. But they they're not afraid to to steer away from that by any means. Is this gonna cut us off? Yes, we got 20 seconds left. All right. So ultimately, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to question authority. That's the ultimate way to do it. The way Kyrie's doing it, yay, and Dave Chappelle question the corporatocracy. And they're saying every night, please, please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. <laughs>